Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. While it can be lovely to be compared to somebody else, it can also utterly derail your career. I get compared to somebody called Johnny Sins every day, for example, because we're both bald. And if you do not know who that is, do not Google it, especially at work. I did this and quickly found out the hard way. It can be a real problem in the world of wrestling too, though, because all of a sudden your expectations have gone through the roof, even though really, you were never supposed to be in that bracket to begin with. I'm Simon from What Culture. Please do hit that subscribe button. This is 10 wrestlers who suffered from the curse of comparison. Number 10, Nicole Bass. Around the same time China was lighting up arenas the world over, WCW introduced Asia. And yes, that's exactly what you think it is, but you could just pass this off as Monday Night Wars silliness. That was not the case with Nicole Bass. Debuting at WrestleMania 15, Bass was clearly brought in to try and recapture the magic that WWE had already struck gold with. She also acted just like China, in the sense that on this night, the ninth wonder of the world interfered to give Triple H the victory over Kane, and Bass did the exact same thing with Sable. It was clear the plan was to pair the two off against each other at some point, but Nicole didn't really adapt to wrestling that well and began to struggle. That's why in 1999, China became the first woman to enter the Royal Rumble, won the IC title, and was in the King of the Ring whereas Bass was fighting Deborah for some reason. The truth is she was compared to China way too much and way too soon, and that put her in an unenviable position. Everything she did then was just scrutinized. Number nine, Jack Swagger. When Jack Swagger debuted in WWE CW, we were hit over the head with the fact he used to be an amateur wrestler. Straight away, everyone just said, oh, like Kurt Angle. That cast quite the shadow, and even though Swagger was seven inches taller than the Olympian, which was always a plus for Vince McMahon, he wasn't and shouldn't have been compared to Kurt. But we dressed him in a singlet, which made matters worse, and even called Jack an American hero. When this didn't work, he was paired with Zeb Coulter for that We The People stuff, although Swagger still had some success. He won the 2010 Money in the Bank and cashed in to become the World Heavyweight Champion, but I think it's fair to say he didn't really click. Fortunately, as Jake Hagar in AEW, it's the complete opposite to this, mostly as he's been presented as himself. Who knew? Number 8, Abyss. Poor Abyss got it from all angles, as not only was he referred to as TNA's version of Kane, but his visual look and in-ring style meant the name that kept cropping up the most was none other than Mick Foley. Now this didn't hurt Abyss's career at all, as his work speaks for itself, but all this chatter did mean he kept increasing the madness of his matches to the point, my word, he brutalized his body. I suppose it's why he kept getting involved in barbed wire matches with thumbtacks and street fights, 
that's what Foley did. Let's have Abyss do it too. I don't think TNA wasn't aware of this either. They even spun it into a story with Abyss looking up to Mick, with Foley dismissing him as just an imitator. This obviously led to a series of matches and even a tag team, as well as a lot of blood being shed. Chris Parks, the man behind the mask, has always said that he took the comparisons as an honor, and it was really. Plus, he used it to make his mark, and then some. Number 7, Dean Ambrose. Stone Cold Steve Austin was the name that was always brought up with Dean Ambrose, and that seemed most unfair. I don't think the now John Moxley was trying to mimic the rattlesnake at all. It is important to say that Ambrose was not a failure by any means and had a great WWE run, but as he was cast in the shield as a lunatic who did whatever he wanted to do, well, that was somewhat similar to the bionic redneck, and we were off to the races. This was just asking for problems. You can't compare anyone to one of the most successful pro wrestlers ever, Ever, because to even be on par with that, you gotta break records. And as such, WWE went the other way, and they pushed Dean to play up his craziness to the point it became goofy rather than intense. Fair play to that man, he pulled it off until somebody decided a needle should be shoved up his ass. The ultimate portrayal of this, of course, is John Moxley in AEW. It's clear it's very close to the real man, and with the extra creative freedom, he has become one of the most important cogs in that wheel. And you can't imagine all elite wrestling without him. Number six, Dolph Ziggler. We all know this one. Dolph Ziggler absolutely could have been the next Shawn Michaels because he was so damn talented. But instead of embracing this and using it to potentially build a new superstar, WWE kind of used it as a reason to almost punish Ziggles. It doesn't make any sense. Again, much like Dean Ambrose, Dolph has had an enviable WWE career, but he deserved so much more. During a 2015 Steve Austin interview, even Shawn Michaels talked about this and how he'd gone through something early on in his career when people would talk about HBK and Ric Flair in the same sentence. For Sean, though, that motivated him to do something of his own. Ziggler had his own take on this on Lillian Garcia's podcast, where he said he saw his character as more of a mix between Mr. Perfect and the Nature Boy. And to be fair, it's pretty spot on. For one reason or another, though, Ziggler has never been able to shake this off, even though it should never have been a thing. Just go and watch Dolph sell his ass off. The man is great. Number five, Mason Ryan. Mason Ryan was ridiculous. Honestly, when you see him, he doesn't make any sense because he's so damn big. Given his physique kind of looked like Batista's too, this was the role that he was put in. We're being honest as well, I think Mason may have been even bigger than Big Dave. Given Vince McMahon's love for huge guys, he was rushed to the main roster, meaning he was learning on the job, and that's never easy. It's even harder, though, when fans start to say you look like a former world champion who had carved quite a career for himself. Ryan also had a rubbish arrival as he was the enforcer of the new Nexus, and that brought in the evolution compromises, and both guys have addressed this publicly. Mason said he could see some facial resemblance, but the whole thing was quite strange, and Batista didn't think Ryan was trying to do anything but become a better wrestler. So this isn't just the curse of comparisons, but the curse of being massive. Obviously, nine times out of ten, it will help you out, but once that spotlight is put on you, you better be ready to hit it out the park. Number four, Kelly Kelly. As awful as it is to say, for a long period, WWE would hire women wrestlers based on how they looked. Kelly Kelly and Trish Stratus were both models who swapped shoots for the squared circle, and as we know, Trish took to it very well and became one of the best female workers they ever had. This led management to believe they had cracked the code into how to make this jump, and Kelly in 2008 told WWE that she had looked up to Stratus and even picked up some of her mannerisms. While she did connect with the fans too, she never really went on to have the type of matches Trish did, and that took away from whatever good she was doing elsewhere. I mean, not everybody can smash it in the squared circle, even if it is wrestling, 
There's always ways and means. Number three, Lex Luger. This one wasn't about looks and was all about timing. Hulk Hogan was leaving the WWE. Vince McMahon wanted a brand new Hulkster, so he looked around his roster, and of course he picked Lex Luger. Luger was the narcissist where he spent most of his time looking in a mirror and flexing when he was given this poison chalice. And as soon as Hogan was out the door, we just took that gimmick, threw it out the window, and told fans that Lex was a good guy now. All of a sudden, he was an American hero too as he drove the Lex Express around the USA, and you would have had to have had no recollection of Hulk to not realize what the company was doing. They just wanted you to accept that Luger was now Hogan was ridiculous. I mean, he even slammed Yokozuna on a ship. There are a bunch of other publicity stunts that also failed, and all you need to know is that when Hulk came back to the industry, even he had transformed his character. Whatever we were trying to do with Luger was way past its prime. Number two, Chris Masters. Just to almost wind you up too, ages after this, the original version of Lex reared its head again when the masterpiece Chris Masters debuted 22 years later. Masters was massive and looked the part, so this became essential to his gimmick, and during his entrance, he had a cape and he would flex we had seen it before his size as mentioned was everything though so when he had to take some time off in 2006 to sort out some battles with addiction masters was noticeably smaller than before rather than understand this wwe booked triple h to walk up to chris and ask what the hell happened it was just needless masters opened up about all this during an interview where he said a lot of people would compare him to luger and he didn't need it he wanted to make his own mark fans doing this just made that even harder. Number one, Mordecai. Doom from the start, this was. Kevin Fertig was the man that brought us Mordecai, and he essentially based his whole character on being the opposite to The Undertaker. So he was actively asking to be compared... I think that's a good idea. And that's not to say this didn't have legs, but the execution wasn't all that great. He would wear white and act like some kind of zealot while trying to absolve the roster of their sins. All of this would also take a wink and a nod from Taker in the late 90s when he was in the ministry. And well, that Taker is not the best Taker. Still, the two were going to clash at WrestleMania 21, but when Mordecai got into a real-life bar fight and annoyed the powers that be, his push was killed dead. It meant he had to change his gimmick to Kevin Thorne, who I think was a vampire, and this blew up instantly. Dusty Rhodes had told Kev to darken himself clothes-wise, and when he did, McMahon went nuts because he looked too much like The Undertaker. You see, it never stood a chance. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.